Hello Detroit. Hello Pistons fans. This is the Sports Ethos Pistons podcast. I'm your host Joey Gadaris. Back after a week off. Back after the All-Star break. And the Pistons are back tonight. 7 p.m. A game against the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. Pretty excited to get our Pistons action back. I didn't even talk about our last game before the break. Which we did snap our eight game losing streak. We did pick up. Our first win in the month of February against the Boston Celtics, 112-111. Snapping the Celtics' nine-game win streak. And then we had some fun over the All-Star break. We we, we did get to watch, you know, Cade and Sadiq and Isaiah play in the Rising Stars Challenge. Also, Cade participated in the Skills Challenge. It should be said that Cade won the MVP of the Rising Stars Challenge. Um... You know, it was, it was fun. Certainly not very serious basketball, but um, you know, Cade was Cade was calm, collected, and clearly one of the better players out there. But on today's show, because we have this break, we had this break, I should say, eight days without a Pistons game. I do want to broach a topic that I've always been interested in, that um, you know might fly under the radar for Pistons fans, and that is the Motor City Cruise who are the best team in the NBA's G League. 14-4 and four after beating the Wisconsin Herd last night on the road. They have some star players in Saban Lee, who is the top scorer in the G League. They have Derek Walton leading the G League in assists. And so to talk about this topic, I reached out to our friend Chad Bush, the play-by-play announcer for the Motor City Crews, Also the founder of The Prep, the Motor City Cruise broadcast partner. We're going to bring him in just a second to get into all the in-depth personal knowledge of the team, the organization, the players that Chad has. Chad is a big fan of every single player on the team, which is awesome. Awesome. Really love his enthusiasm. And of course, we love the fact that we have the best G League team. We might be the second worst team in basketball. But we have the best G League team and, you know, there's such a close relationship between the two teams that it's exciting to talk about. And it was also, you know, made mention of yesterday by Dwayne Casey that the Pistons are going to take a look at Isaiah Livers and Chris Smith before the end of the year. Two players that Pistons fans have maybe wondered about. Of course, Isaiah Livers was a draft pick in this last draft, second round pick. And Chris Smith went undrafted, but... Both guys fell in the draft a little bit because of injuries in their college careers. And they're both back to full speed, or getting there at least. And with interest at an all-time high, it felt like the perfect time to bring in an expert who's been watching them all year. But before we get into that, listeners, please take a moment to follow Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. All right, so now I am joined by our very special guest, Chad Bush, the Motor City Cruise play-by-play announcer and founder of The Prep, Michigan's premier 
media outlet for high school, college, and pro sports, and the official broadcast partner of the Motor City Cruise. Welcome to the show, Chad. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah, really excited to have you on. We're very happy to do this show more focused on the Motor City Cruise, as we've obviously been on the NBA's all-star break. We're sort of without Pistons content to talk about, and our attention shifts to the G League. Um, and what an inaugural season for the Cruz. They are 14-4 and four atop the Eastern Conference of the G League. They have some notable players. The leading scorer in the G League, Saban Lee. Also the top assist man, Derek Walton. Um, and they seem to be well coached by DJ Baker. So Chad, you call the games. And by virtue of that, you've probably seen more Motor City Cruise games than any listener. Certainly more than me. Um, what has it been like to call these games this year and watch this team? It's been awesome. Um, it's a first-year franchise, so the bar is low. They lost their first uh, three home games. Um, we In the G League, the home team is broadcasted, uh, and that's it. The home team provides the broadcast. There's one broadcast. Right. So we cover all the games we can and all the home games. And so that's 20, 25 games, I believe, wow. in totality. And we're, we have six left. So anyhow, uh, point being is there was not uh, high expectations. The Crews won their first game in franchise history in Cleveland on the road. They came home. They lost back-to-back. They're like, okay, well, it's cool. You know, this is fun. An amazing arena. Yeah. Wayne State Fieldhouse is just sick. Brand I mean, new, right? Brand new, beautiful architecture. Only Wayne State's men and women's basketball and the Motor City Crews play in there. They have had one high school game uh, in that place. And that uh, two high school games. It was last week, and we called it on the prep, the Catholic League um, championships. So anyway, it's a pristine place. Uh, they keep a tight vest on the joint. And uh, they make sure that it stays tight and clean. And uh, so the crews go out. They lose their first three home games. Uh, they do pretty good on the road, though. Then they come back home, lose another home game. It's like this team's good on the road, but they can't win at home. <laughs> <laughs> only when you're and, in the building. Uh, yeah, yeah. Only, only when we're in the building. We don't get to call <laughs> these wins. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, the crews go out and, like, win seven of their next eight at home. Amazing. They haven't lost at home, Joe, since, like, December. Wow. Uh, I, I lie. There was one time in January. But, um, I mean, really, it was, it's a crazy run. They've won, like, 10 of their last 11 at home. Um, they're the top team in the East, as you mentioned. They're the top team in the G League. Period. Period. And uh, they've got the top scores you mentioned. They've got the top assist man, as you mentioned. DJ Baker, if he's not the coach of the year, there's something wrong. Um, this is a franchise that's well run. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm impressed with the franchise. Rob Murphy, uh, he's been given the keys to the car. LaRonda Burley. Uh, the vice president, it's well run. And uh, the Pistons are very close to this team, and they've made sure that it's well run. And this is the effort of Troy Weaver 
um, to really make sure at a grassroots level, like they did at Toronto mm-hmm. uh, with Dwayne Casey in Toronto, and uh, of course uh, at OKC with Troy. I mean, they want to build from the ground up, and it starts with the G League, and it starts with their franchise, and that's why they moved it into the same building um, in the PPC in Midtown Detroit. So mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool what they've done, and it's impressive what they've done so far, man. Yeah, and certainly Pistons fans are very aware of how close uh, these two teams operate, the Pistons and the Crews. Um, we've certainly seen a fair number of Crews players called up at certain points when the Pistons are, you know, injured and, and needing some reinforcements. Um, it's, you know, it's even kind of become a running joke that these guys are kind of up and down um, every other day, you know, Saban Lee and Luca, Luca Garza. Um, can you sort of put in perspective, I guess, the grind that these players are on? Because that, I mean, to me, it's dizzying, uh, you know, to think about you're on two teams, basically. Well, look, here's the deal. They practice in the same building, all right? And uh, sorry, somebody call in. They practice in the same building, so they're not going up and down. It's not like they're going from Toledo to Comerica Park. Mm-hmm. They're not going from Grand Rapids to LCA. I mean, they're going – they're in the same building. Mm-hmm. So it's just a transaction of paperwork. They're not going anywhere. It's nauseating for the fans. We don't understand that there's nothing happening. So I know I see it too. And I'm like, eh, the guy didn't do anything. He stayed in the same apartment downtown. Yeah. He's not going anywhere, but yeah, I know it's nauseating. He's back. He's recalled. He's here. He's there. They have to announce to, uh, to announce all that. It's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. It certainly um, gives the beat writers some work to do. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. It's like a lot of paper shuffling, but they got to do it. But the, the, deal is is there's no transportation shuffling they're all going in the same building the ppc on second avenue in midtown detroit so um that's the deal they're not going anywhere they practice the same building if they are playing that day they've had games before where they play for the crews uh in the afternoon and then go sit on the bench for the pistons i mean garza's done that yeah. They've played for the Pistons during the day and come to the cruise at night. Um, I mean, they're these general managers, Rob Murphy and, and Troy Weaver, they're good friends. They communicate very well. That's a strength of the organization. And they know what's happening. And, and so when Troy goes to a lot of the games, Murphy goes to a lot of the games, and they're both in each other's organization. So, it happens uh, – it has to be well-timed, and it could only happen if they have the setup like they have where they're in the same building. And this is unlike any other organization mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. Yeah, those guys are seeing a lot of basketball, whether it's yeah on the court or on the bench. Um, so I, d- I know that, obviously, Pistons fans are very interested in some of these players that um, I'd like to sort of get into more specific about the players and – you know, your perspective on some of them. Um, We have to start with Saban Lee because he's, as we said, the top scorer in the G League. Um, In the beginning of the year, well, consistently, 26 points a game is what he's averaging. 4.8 rebounds, 6.9 assists, and 1.8 steals. Great stat line. Um, He's come up to the Pistons and obviously not recreated quite those exploits. Um, What can you say about Saban Lee and, and I'm curious, as, as we talk about some of these players, 
Um, again, that perspective on the G League, why, why would Saban Lee be like the best G League player in the league? And then when he gets to the NBA, he sort of struggles to recreate even the same style of play. Good question. And these guys are in the G League because they're trying to develop to get themselves on the roster spot to be number 12 right. or 11 or 10. They're not bringing Saban Lee up to score the basketball. Mm-hmm. That's not why they're bringing them up. to. He, that's not his role. That's why you see him working on his assists. That's why you see him working on his rebounding, on his defense. Um, the, the myth is that these guys are going down there and trying to hit you know, uh, trying to score 50 points a game so they'll get a call up. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's not like hockey. It's not like baseball. It's not like that. This is – they're working so they can be on a roll where they're the 11th or 12th man and productive in case. Now, in the Pistons' case, they are rebuilding. So, sometimes at 11th and 12th spot, slot on most NBA teams – for the Pistons, with with injuries, mm-hmm. um, and and with you know the talent just not being quite where it is uh, going to be in the next year, um, there's some spots in the plane rotation. But when there's they're there, they're not being called on to score. Sometimes they do score, but quite frankly, their role is not to score. It's to rebound. It's to play their role. It's to defend, and it's to set up the guys that are scorers. Maybe Saban Lee does become a scorer, but his role when he comes up on that team is not to score the basketball, I promise. Mm-hmm. It's to do other things. But when his time comes to score the ball, I think he'll be an NBA guy that can score. I do. Um, but I think expectations for him to score in the NBA this year is not fair, and I don't think that's fair for Luca Garza either. Um, Cassius Stanley, Jamarco Pickett, Chris Smith – uh, Derek Walton for sure. They don't want him to score in the NBA. They want him to be an assist man, and that's why he's down there and averaging 11 assists a game. Right. Because he's taking his role. He's not trying to score 30. Trust me, he could. He's trying to be an assist man and work on his skill that's going to get him in the NBA. Yeah. Well, Luca Garza is, Luca Garza is an especially interesting uh, player to me just because Having come off, you know, a prolific career at Iowa, being the national player of the year last year in college, um, the idea of him being in the G League, I mean, it sounds like I, I sort of predicted this, that he would dominate a little bit. Like, he's, he's a very good G League player because he was such a good college player. Um, just to say his stat line real quick, what he's averaging for everybody, 20 points a game, 8.6 rebounds, 1.3 assists, almost a steal, almost two blocks a game. Um, shooting 52, 41, and 67. Whenever I watch the cruise, he's draining threes. Um, is there something about like the style of play in the G League that you think is, is more suited to Garza? We've seen him with the Pistons a little bit this year, and you know, it does feel like sort of the, the worries about his NBA uh, fit in terms of his foot speed and sort of his athleticism might be bearing out in, in the difference between the NBA and the G League. But, yeah, what, what's your perspective on that? I think Luca Garza is a skilled, hardworking effort guy that is being rewarded. No matter what level he's going to play at, he can't turn it off. He just can't turn it off. 
he can't help himself. I mean, the guy can't. He just can't help himself, and I love it. And he is built for Detroit, and he is a pro player. I think he's a pro player. I really do. I don't care about his foot speed. Uh, he's a pro player. You have effort like that. You can rebound like that. You're 6'11". You can shoot like that. I mean, there's a place for him. Maybe it's the 10th man. Maybe it's the 8th man. Maybe it's the 12th man. But, I mean, he like Saban Lee. I mean, he's an NBA player. Um, I don't know how far he can go, but I know that those guys work so hard. Um, and that's what makes this team so good. They don't have prima donnas. I mean, this is a hard-working G League team. Um, and most of them are. It's not like they aren't. But this one just grinds a little bit more. And Garza sets the tone the way he grinds. So does Walton the way he grinds. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they have oh, – there's a lot of guys. You know, I mean, yeah. Trayvon Palmer. There's just so many guys to like on this team that we haven't even talked about, but we'll get to. Um, but – but yeah, I think Luca's interesting, and I think he he will be in the NBA. He certainly has the shooting, which, like I said, every time I watch, I feel like he's he's hitting shots. Um, and again, at six eleven, you said um, that's always a value. Yeah, he doesn't miss. The guy doesn't miss. He does not miss. I, I he doesn't miss in practice. I don't see him missing games. It's not like he's taking five footers. The guy's taking nineteen to twenty two footers. He doesn't miss. And he's always bloodied. He's a, he always seems to pick up a uh, a facial injury. <laughs> always, always. He's always he's always on the floor. He's always banging with somebody. Uh, he's quite the he's quite the fan favorite, but he deserves it, and he works hard. And he's like a lot of guys on this team, man. Just hardworking, skilled guys that have become a team, which is hard to do in the G League. Yeah. Well, and we talked about Walton for, you know, briefly during that period. And as you said, Walton is averaging 17 points with 10 assists. So he's averaging a double-double for the season. Um, And his shooting splits are really good too. 52, 40, and 81. Um, Hitting a three. I'm a Michigan fan. I have a lot of love for Derek Walton from his Michigan days. Um, blue. Like you said, he's there to get assists. And it seems like he's absolutely doing that. So, um he, he, like you said, he's ready when the call up comes. If it comes, uh, he can slide in and, and do that for the Pistons as well. And he did a little bit already this season. So, hey, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code Ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. There's a lot of players to like. There's other players that I haven't mentioned that have gotten the call up and have played with the Pistons, like Cassius Stanley, Jamarco Pickett, um, I guess b- really quickly, like, what do you have to say about those two guys? Um, I- I've liked a lot what I've seen from Cassius Stanley. I didn't necessarily expect him to be as skilled as he is. I know he's a dunk contest participant, a high flyer in high school, um, has some great hoop mixtape kind of, you know, stuff. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on those two guys and, and where they might end up? Yeah. I really like Jamarco Pickett. I'll say that. 
um, he's a guy that they really just saw come on. I, I don't, I don't know how much they really thought he would do or stick, but in the summer league, he was so solid that they had no choice, but to, <laughs> to bring him to camp. And then he was great in camp and they just didn't have, you know, they're, they're kind of booked at that size, that slot. Um, but he's, he's missed, uh, I want to say he's missed the last five or six or seven games with a toe. Um, I think they expect him back. He wasn't back last night. I think I saw him. Was he? I think I saw him, yeah. That's okay. That sounds right. Then that was his first game back. Uh, and he missed probably four or five games, Joe. So he's, but let's go back to when he was playing. Yeah. Um, six, nine, again, can shoot from the mid range, can put it on the floor. Uh, he can step out and hit a three. Um, he loves to shoot off the bounce, you know, from like the mid post. Nobody's blocking his shot. He just got a quick. Long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like seven, two, seven, four long. Um, he's got good bounce spring. He's a solid defender. He played at Georgetown. They love him at Georgetown. Um, he's, he seems to be a winner. He seems to be a guy that's very interesting and fits the mold of the NBA today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll make it, but uh, I'll tell you what, watch for him as this season winds down with what, I don't know, 10 to 15 more games for the Cruz, 10 to the 12. Mm-hmm. See how he finishes. And um, he's had a hell of a year. He's had a hell of a year. He was the Cruz's leading scorer, I believe, for the regular – for the. Uh, the, the, the showcase season, as they call it, mm-hmm. as you're probably aware, it's two seasons. Mm-hmm. The first seasons, the, the first season, the crews went nine and five this season, as you mentioned, they're 12 and four, 13 and four. Uh, I think in that first season, he was the leading scorer. They didn't include Saban Lee maybe because he missed so many games. Anyway, take Saban Lee out. He was the leading scorer in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, very impressed with him. Uh, the other guy you mentioned, Cassius Stanley. I like him. He's springy. He's interesting. Um, I think he's got to make some shots, though, from the outside to stick. Yeah. And uh, athleticism, he's there. Launch. Defense, you know, I think he's he's got some skills to defend. Um, he's very interesting. But I think he's, a you know, if he gets that long ball down, he's – He's got a chance too. Sounds a little bit like uh, Hamadou Diallo, who obviously is you know a mainstay on the Pistons now, um, can really do it all. Really kind of accept shoot it from beyond the arc. Um, but there are two players that we have to get to, which sure two, two players that haven't um, necessarily played that much with the Crews, or or you know they don't necessarily pop off the page statistically, but we know that that they are are two two way contracts. Um, that's Isaiah Livers and Chris Smith. Isaiah Livers just really came back in the last two games, I think. Um, he looked really good last night. He made highlights with his <laughs> poster dunk, was going around Twitter. Um, and I saw you pump your fist that you might be a Michigan fan. Um, a lot to like about Isaiah Livers. What have you... And, and also, he's been up and down, just sort of on the bench, like... You're saying um, not actually going anywhere, but he's been with the Pistons. He's been with the Crews. 
back and forth. He's seen a lot of basketball this year. And, sorry, one more thing, just that Dwayne Casey mentioned yesterday that they're going to look at him down the stretch in the NBA. Um, what can you say about Isaiah Livers? I think he's ultra-athletic, and he gets pegged as just a shooter sometimes. Um, and his shooting numbers were not good up until last couple games. But he wasn't healthy. Guy hasn't been healthy all year. I can't believe he did what he did last night. I saw that highlight too, Joe, flying around Twitter. I can't believe he got up like that. <laughs> I mean, this guy was barely getting up in the layup line last I saw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, and I'm impressed and, and excited about what he did at Michigan, yes, as a Michigan fan. Um, but I didn't think he'd be back. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't bouncy. He wasn't himself. He played in like one or two games early and then was out for nine or ten games. Came back just recently against Ignite. I want to say February 15th. Mm-hmm. Okay, somewhere around there. Um, he's only played a couple games. And this guy, uh, yeah, I can see where the Pistons think he could help. He's a guy that can really defend, a guy that can really shoot the three when he's feeling right. Mm-hmm. Confident player. He's from Michigan's, the former Mr. Basketball from Kalamazoo Central High School. Um, so anyway, yeah, I like a lot Isaiah Livers a lot, but I didn't think it's a good sign that, that his bounce is back, it seems like. I, I didn't think that would be a, the highlight we'd be seeing from Isaiah Livers. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I'd you know, been tuning in whenever I heard there might be some Isaiah Livers minutes and uh, – got the feeling that he was a little shaky, he's a little rusty, um, you know, was mostly just shooting the three and not really trying to make more plays. But last right. night, I, last night I saw him diving all over the floor. I was kind of worried for him. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't get hurt. But um, yeah, some big plays in the bounce looks like it's back. Um, but then a guy who I also mentioned Chris Smith. Um, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with from his college days, but uh, a little bigger than Livers. He's listed at 6'9". Um, he, similar to Livers, had a, an injury at the end of his college career that yep. actually cut it way shorter than, than Livers was. But um, he's, he's thought of highly, I know, and he's from this last draft class, undrafted. But um, I've seen him make some plays. I've seen him make some passes that I didn't know he could do, bring the ball up the court. You've yep. probably seen a little bit more of him than me. What, what can you say about Chris? Chris Smith is um, – he's, he's interesting. He is a athlete. He's tall. He's lanky. He reminds me a lot of Jamarco Pickett, mm-hmm. kind of a similar type of player, if I had to categorize generally. Um, he's athletic. It looks like he can shoot a little bit. He just got his three-point game going. He had a huge game against Team Ignite which for those who I know you're familiar, but some of your fans may not know, is the NBA-generated team that is of all youngsters, uh, well, not of all youngsters, half youngsters, 17, 18, 19, who are almost draft eligible, and old veterans, 35, 36, 37, 38, and a couple sprinkled in between there, but it's pretty much the old guys, and they mentor the young guys. And these young guys aren't just like players on the fringe, like a eh, two-way guy. Oh, maybe a – no, these are first-round picks. 
projected first round picks, some projected top two picks, as in Scoot Henderson, who's projected to go number two in the 2023 NBA draft. He played in Detroit last uh, on February 15th. So mm-hmm. uh, Jaden Hardy locally expected to be anywhere between 10 and 20 in the NBA draft out of Detroit. Uh, brother went to North Farmington High School. His brother's on the team. Really? Mentoring him. Mentoring him. It's a cool thing. I think the NBA got it right. They took control of this league. And Sharif Abdul-Rahim is doing good things, and this is one of the good things. Mentorship, and these young men are playing with older NBA, former NBA players, and some siblings, and uh, it's a cool thing. And there's six guys, Joe, that are bonafide, guaranteed top 35 picks this year or next. So anyway – uh, the crew smoked and, and, and those we just guys. Saw them, we just saw them in the uh, All-Star weekend. Four of them were in the Rising Stars game. There you go. Yeah. I did not – I got to be honest, and I, I, I'm ashamed to admit this. I watched absolutely zero, uh, and I'm not proud of it, uh, <laughs> of the NBA All-Star weekend. I just missed it. Life's been busy at the prep. But anyway, um, yeah, a pretty cool thing. Uh, Chris Smith, I digress a little bit. Chris Smith is pretty sweet. He's a fun player. He's been hurt. He's had a knee injury that happened, I believe, last March. It's been about a year. He played his first game, I want to say, in January for the Cruz. Um, The Pistons think very highly of him, obviously. They signed him to a Mm two-way. He's out of UCLA. I believe he played one year for the Bruins. He, he definitely – I think he played more than one, but one was severely cut short by an injury. Maybe maybe one and a half. Yeah. Okay, somewhere around there. He's ultra-talented. He's a nice kid. He's a nice kid, I can tell you that. Um, he's got a chance, and he's just getting healthy. So we talked about livers. You know, you're wondering about these guys. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> they're They're just starting to – like rear themselves. But Chris Smith has, I'd say, shown more than livers at this point. But they both ironically came on at the same time. But everybody knows a lot more about Isaiah Livers, and he's more proven in college and, of course, more proven locally. Um, But both those guys, I'd say, have a pretty good chance, and they're both intriguing. Um, So, And there's other guys we haven't talked about, man. This roster is full of guys. We haven't talked about Czech Diallo. Mm Mm-hmm. This at times is the best player on the cruise. I mean, I, I saw that he's top five in field goal percentage in the G League. Guy's unbelievable. He rebounds everything. He dunks everything. I don't know how he's not on an NBA roster. I really don't. He's a player, and I know he's undersized, but he plays big. He's got seven four arms. He's like Pickett. Um. He's a tough defender. He's a gritty guy. He's a good teammate. You know, you got to be a good teammate too. Right. That's something they don't talk about. If you're going to be an 11th, 12th guy in the NBA, you got to be a good teammate. So that's an important part of getting a call up and being, you know, a fringe prospect. Being a good teammate can get you over the hump sometimes. 
And he's one of those guys, I believe. And another guy that jumps out to me when I watch the cruise is Jalen Johnson. Is that his name? Jalen Johnson? Yes. He's, he, he's, he's from, a multi-talented uh, guy. He can play a lot of, a lot of roles. He's from your backyard, brother. You could probably hit a, a four iron to his house. <laughs> um, he grew up in Ypsilanti. Cool. So um, where we were last night at the Convocation Center, ironically. Anyway, um, Jalen Johnson is very intriguing. Played at Louisville. Played for Rick Pitino. Was a highly, highly prospect coming out of the state of Michigan. Uh, had a solid career at Louisville. He played for the Iowa Wolves in the G League. The crews got an opportunity to grab him and be the perfect player along with Derek Walton to kind of be the figureheads and Isaiah Livers of the area local players. Right. And that's exactly what it's, what's, what it's worked out to be. He's been yeah. very productive. This guy's a fun teammate. He's fun. He jokes around. Um, he's responsible on the floor. He rebounds. He defends. He's an undersized big. He's kind of, you know, he's just a tweener guy. I think if he's two inches taller, he's in the NBA. Mm-hmm. No questions asked right now. You know, <laughs> but uh, it's crazy. You know, sometimes it's just an inch or two. Um, but this guy can shoot it from three. He's crafty inside. Um, he's worked on getting into better shape. He's shed pounds. He's gotten lighter. He's improved his foot speed. Um, yeah, I like JJ a lot. I really do. We can keep going. I mean, there's more guys. <laughs> yeah. Trayvon Palmer, I like. You know, three and D guy. He doesn't get much run, but he's a guy that starts on a lot of nights. He's that guy that's you know unselfish. Hits threes, plays defense. Small forward, perfect. Um, I don't know. I'm going to let you guide me, but I, I feel like this team is just loaded, and, and obviously their record reflects it. And they're well-coached. DJ Baker and his staff, Xavier Silas, Jamal Benjamin, who's filled in for a couple games when DJ was out. Um, local guy in coaching as well, Marcus Stout. They've just done everything right. Um, well, I, so, I love I love the passion that and, and the shout outs to all these coaches because um, obviously obviously like we're sort of getting at it's a culture thing too right like the fact that these teams the Pistons and the Crews share a facility have you know they're trying to build the same culture from top to bottom um, and that has to do with yeah appreciating everyone's role and everyone's contribution um, and and not always needing to be the star. Um, but playing your role, you know, that the team needs. Um, That's right. That's right. So I really appreciate you shouting out all these, all these players and all these coaches that, yeah, I, I would not have known, but now we all know. And that's, that's, well, I, you know, I, you're, I'm geeking out and, uh, <laughs> you know, Hey, who, sometimes you do that. Sometimes you want to give praise to those who don't have it yet deserve it. Mm-hmm. And this team does from top to bottom. Um, and, and the fans have come out in, in spots and times. It's been impressive. Uh, and other times it's like, well, why aren't there more fans here, man? We're in Detroit. And people are just starting to understand. It takes time to know that they're even there. Yeah. A lot of people, even fans that are, you know, I consider myself a, a fan. 
I'm sure you do. Obviously, you're more on the geek end like me. Uh, it's a compliment show. Oh, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, you know, uh, people are going to know and they're starting to know and attendance is going up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they deserve it. They deserve all the all the hype. And uh, it's been fun to watch so far. Yeah. So again, that, that stadium, I think it's at Warren and Trumbull, right? In uh, Midtown, where I used to, used to play pickup soccer. Uh, the Wayne State Fields are now a yes. brand, brand new stadium. Um, so I do think that this might be a good place to wrap up and, and just encourage everyone to go to G League games, go to Motor City Cruise games. Um, I, I think there is a playoffs for the G League. Is that right? That is correct, sir. That is correct. There are six games left. Okay. Get down to Wayne State Fieldhouse where Joe used to play pickup soccer <laughs> at the corner of Warren and Trumbull. Afterwards, you can go to the Woodward Pub. Yep. I'll buy you a, uh, a beer. <laughs> I a definitely soda. have to come down. I definitely. Uh, yeah, you, you and I are going to hook up offline, and I'm going to bring you down. Yeah, that's a that done deal. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I think that that is a very comprehensive rundown uh, for our Pistons fans of really how much there is to love about the Motor City Cruise and why you should go watch them. They're also pretty often on ESPN+. Plus. You can hear Chad calling the games um, and YouTube. I think it's pretty easy to watch these games. So, um, If I may, if yeah, I may, do it. shameless plug. I was going to ask uh, you to. All right. Well, I beat you to it. Uh, but you wanted to see all the games. We have all of our games on our stream, on our website. Okay. Um, you can go to our YouTube, which is The Prep Sports, or you can go to our website, theprepsports.com. So, get caught up on uh, your Motor City Cruise. Yeah, get caught up on the cruise. You can see uh, full games, highlights, melts, et cetera. And, and yeah, they're available. But, yeah, better yet, come down to a game. Check it out live. And there's still time. And the next home game is next Thursday. Uh, that's March 3rd. I know this is a podcast. So that's March 3rd at 11 a.m. So, anyway, we are The Prep. If you'd like to follow us, The Prep 3 Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And, um, yeah, Joe, thanks a lot, man. I, I appreciate what you're doing, too, uh, covering the Pistons, covering the crews. You're not a front runner, man. You're taking uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA and a brand-new franchise. And I appreciate your publicity, <laughs> man, and, and for having me on. So thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And I think that's a good place to uh, to leave it off. So. Quickly, before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I want to thank Chad Bush, again, of The Prep. He's the play-by-play announcer and founder of the official broadcast partner of the Motor City Cruise. We have the Pistons game on tonight against the Cavaliers. Going to get back to our Pistons coverage, but of course, as the cruise season winds down, make sure you go watch a game. Tune in to a really positive team so closely associated with 
our rebuilding Pistons as they uh, sit at the bottom of the NBA standings. But anyway, until next time, see you.